0: Shalom, welcome to the Word of Impact brought to you by Kingdom Ambassador Centre. Through the teachings of our pastor, Randolph Ajay, you will be inspired, equipped and empowered to fulfil your kingdom mandate. Now, let's hear the word for today. We want to continue, hear
1: the mind of God, hear the will of God. I have a lot to teach about today, I'm not sure we can get even to a quarter of it, so just going to touch on a bit of it and Wednesday in Kingdom School, we continue. Is that okay? Great. I want sanity before I start. I want everyone settled, if it's possible. If you're not doing anything, find a seat. I want as little as people, probably not more than three people there, not more than three people at the back. The rest, I want to see everyone seated. Is that all right? I don't want more than three people. I literally just need whoever is doing sound and whoever is doing projection and probably the person controlling the camera, the back. Apart from that, I want every body seated. I want everybody body seated. And I'm waiting before I start. Okay. All right. When Vanessa was, speak, or was leading prayer, she said certain things that I want us to take seriously. If you watch closely the season we find ourselves in, it's a season where many lives are being claimed by the enemy. Now, the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. It's not about being afraid. It's about being mad, taking authority, and stopping the enemy. Is that okay? And therefore, this is the season where we ought to take up our garments of prayer and intercession. The Bible says we should resist him, and he would flee. In other words, the enemy is afraid of your resistance. Did you hear what I said? The enemy is afraid of what? Your resistance. The moment you begin to resist him, the Bible says he would flee. Is that all right? So let us pick up our prayer garments. Let us pick up our garments of intercession. And let us stand toe to toe. Stand fast in the liberty Jesus has given us. The Bible says that he said all power and authority has been given unto me. And before he left, he said, I give it to you. Praise God. Say, I have authority over the enemy. All right, we want to continue with our studies on gates. I can't wait to finish to go on something else, but it's such a massive, massive, massive thing we are learning about. How many of you your eyes are getting open with regards to the kind of things we are learning? Wednesday we were here and um, when we were treating. Unfortunately, Elliot was in here. I tried recording. It didn't work. So all those who were not here on Wednesday, you will not get the audio for the gates or the economy. We spoke about the economy and we were even watching some videos whereby people are selling hair shampoo and things like that. And they are tithing out of that to the LGBTQ community and a whole lot of other things. It was such an insightful um, um, teaching service on Wednesday. Again, as I said, we recorded it, but unfortunately, it did not record. I don't know why. So there's nothing left, um, for me to show for that. Um, but get someone to know, stick it from there. Maybe in the next five years, we might come back to this topic. Is that okay? There's so much I need to teach about that. Literally when I teach about something, it will take about five years for me to preach it again. So today we want to look at gates, but we have finished like seven gates to the, to the society. Today we want to look at the gates to your body. It's going to be a very insightful series and by the grace of God, hopefully if I don't finish today, we finish next week Sunday. And when we finish next week Sunday, we would enter into some serious time of warfare to close some gates we've opened. Is that okay? Good. So if we don't finish, you know, we are of course today there. there's no way. I won't even scratch quarter of it. Wednesday we continue and then on Sunday we finish and then we zoom into some serious time. Of warfare and and some gates we have you know opened a jar for the enemy to be able to access our lives and mess us, mess us up we would close that now if you've been here consistently we said a man is a spirit say man is a spirit who are you you are a, you leave you have a you are a, you have a you live in a good so you are a spirit you have a soul, and you live in a body. You are not the thing sitting here. Did you hear what I said? The thing sitting here is not you. When you go to Lidl or Aldi, or you go to any kind of shop and you go and buy milk, what do you drink? Is it the content or the container? It's the content. What attracts you to buy the item? The container. So the container most often is polished, is beautiful, it's attractive. But the truth is that the container is not what you are truly after. Does it make sense? The container is not what you are truly after. However, it is the container that attracts you to purchase the content. So for instance, if you want to buy milk and I have milk, pure milk, you know, milk out of a cow, no, you know, additional calories, no, you know, fake sugar and everything. But I put that milk in some, um, 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 some cup and I say, you want to buy milk? Do you want to buy this? You wouldn't take it, isn't it? But when you go to Little or Aldi, it's packaged, it's in a container, it, it has some nice packaging. You would buy it, but that milk is more likely to kill you because the contents are not too natural. There is sugar, there are so many other things. But you would refuse my, because you find it in a cup because you need to find something that is attractive. So what attracts us is the designer the container but what you are after is how many of you drank milk and afterwards you've kept the bottle in your bag and you are preserving it you throw it out every single friday when the bin guy comes into town because what you are after is the content so as you are sat here this is not the true hetty is the spirit which is unseen The Bible says that the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen is eternal. Are you here? And that is where you can find a woman, a beautiful container. Find a man, beautiful container, dressed well. He has trim. Now we have beer gang and, you know, they, the guy might have some beard, which has some olive oil in the beard. And it's looking so good. You can find a sister who has foundation one, foundation two, foundation three. He, she has fillers in her face. She has a, uh, give me some of the names of the makeup. Uh, Mary, ah, huh? Mary. Uh, mary Kay, joseph k um samuel k now they have um, um 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 eyelashes that is flying like a bird, you know settling on the on the on the tail uh, and 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 when you see them is attractive the slay queens on instagram are attractive but i tell you that slay queen will slay your destiny why the container is attractive but you really don't get married to the container you get married to the spirit and that is what we said is inky blackness it's bottomless emptiness and it's a soup of nothingness did you hear what I said sister by inky blackness brain zero wisdom zero cooking ability 0.00 Are you here? Botox, 100%. Breast, 150%. Perfume, 2,500%. Bart, 60 million percent. Wisdom, minus 34. Ask someone, are you a minus 34? Charlie, some brothers have married some sisters, they are crying. Oh, some sisters have married some brothers, they are crying. The brother has six packs. Michael, he has what is this? Biceps, triceps. But when a cockroach comes, he would jump, he would jump into the hands of the wife. Save me, save me. So the Bible said that. What is seen is temporal. So what you need to understand is that everybody that you see is a spirit but living in a body. And this is why the Bible says Paul said that from henceforth we know no man after the flesh. Are you here? He said from henceforth we know no man after the flesh. So yes, the flesh you look good, you are beautiful, you smell good but who are you spiritually? What is your spiritual capacity? What is your spiritual DNA? Because Delilah looked attractive. Delilah smelled good. And I believe that Delilah's ties were comfortable. Because the Bible said that Samson had his head laid on the laps of Delilah. But Delilah's lap was not just a pillow. But it was a slaughterhouse where people's heads are chopped off. So, every human being or every man is a spirit, lives in a body and has a soul. Now, the Bible tells us that we are houses. Say, I'm a house. House. Say, I am a house. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is not here? He's not in this building. He's not in this atmosphere. He's in us. We've brought the Holy Ghost here. When we live, we live with him. When we leave this place, people can come and do party and chill. It's nothing but just a hall. It's nothing but just a hall. But our presence are the carrier of the Holy Spirit. So, we are going to look at the gates to your body. So that from today, you begin to guard. The Bible says, guard your heart. Guard your gates with all diligence. Is that okay? And when we finish all the series on the gates of the body, we now enter into some serious time of prayer and we shut some doors and we kick some, you know, people that we've let in out. We kick them. We won't, we won't negotiate. We'll just kick them out like a ball. Like the way Messi would be playing Villarreal tonight and kicking the ball. We will kick them out. Yeah? Alright then. So we won't look at the gates of the body. Take your notebooks and your pens. It's going to be interesting. And it's something that you definitely have to take notes and see where you need to so number 1 one of the things that we ought to know is that our bodies are spiritual houses say my body is a spiritual house say my body is a spiritual house our bodies are spiritual houses give me just 1st Corinthians chapter number 6 verse 15 1st Corinthians chapter number 6 the verse number 15 do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of the harlot? Certainly not. Let's continue. We are going to about 20. Or do you know that he who is joined with the harlot is one body with therefore the two? He says, shall become one. Let's continue. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Let's continue. For sleep sexual immorality, every sin that a man does is outside of the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Let's go. Or do you not know that your body is there? building or every temple has a gate. We read in the book of you know, um, Ezekiel, the chapter number 43 and how the Bible talks about the east gate and he brought me through this gate and took me to this place. The Bible says that, do you not know that your body is a temple? If your body is a temple, then your body has gate, it has windows, it has altar, okay? Because when you enter into a temple, there is an altar in the temple, there is a gate to the temple, there are windows to the temple, the altar of your body is where your heart is. We look at the gates to the spirit and we look at the gates to the soul. But over here, the Bible says that your body is a temple. That means that literally your body is a building. If your body is a temple and it's a building, it means that people can walk in and walk out. God can walk in and walk out. The devil can walk in and walk out. And that is why if you don't put boundaries in your life, people would come and mess you up and leave because your body is a house. It has a gate. People can access it and access out. Now, I've told you here before that the dangerous thing is this. The Lord would always enter your gates by permission. The Lord would always enter your gates by permission, but the devil does not ask permission to access your life. And that is why you need to be very mindful who is guarding your gate. The Bible says that God has called us to become gatekeepers, first and foremost to our own bodies before to the community, to our families. I mean, how can you be a gatekeeper to your family when your own gate is opened? I was in Germany in Mannheim pastoring and when man came to see me in the house for consultation and the moment he sat there, I saw a fence and the fence that was surrounding him was broken. And the Lord told me point blank, he said, the guy who is sitting in front of you has no defense. As a matter of fact, the enemy would finish him anytime because the fence around him is broken. When you read the book of Job, the chapter number one, the Bible talks about how the enemy came to the Lord and said, is it not because you've built a hedge around him? That means that the enemy tried so much to access Job, but because of the gate, the fence he had built, the enemy tried and couldn't until God had to give the enemy permission to access Job. Is that okay? Some of you, your boyfriend, your girlfriend has left you 10 years ago. They still have access. They call you anytime. They visit you anytime. They are access for a reason. So, the Bible is saying that your body is a temple and it says that in whom God dwells. God is dwelling Says that your, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God you are not of your own if your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit then God is saying that the only legitimate person who should access the gate is the Holy Ghost Anybody that can access your body, whether it is a spirit or whether it is a man without you screening. I mean, have you ever gone to the airport and you're coming into the United Kingdom and they are taking you through scanners, scanning your bags, scanning your wigs, scanning, removing your shoes and your belt. Do you know why they are scanning you? It's not because they love their job. They don't want you to bring any nasty thing into the city. So when you're having a knife, the scanner will let you drop it. When you're having a gun, the scanner will let you drop it. If you're carrying liquid that has the capacity to be toxic, the scanner will let you drop it. The essence of them scanning you is to protect the inhabitants of the city. In the same way, your body is a temple, there is a gate, and you have a responsibility by the help of the Holy Spirit to put some scanners in place to ensure that nothing toxic enters your life. Because listen, you only live once. Am I speaking some sense here? You only live once. There's nothing like, this is not Super Mario this is not super mario where you have four lives and when one dies how many of you have played super mario before if one life dies you hear and mario will shake and wake up and he will say three lives and you know sometimes you can fool but when it's left with one life you know if this life is gone it's finished you don't have five lives now the crazy thing about death is this it knows no age And that means that we have to make sure that if you are living, you live well. And how well you live depends on what you allow and disallow. That is why one of the promise of Jesus to the church is that I'll give you the key so that whatever you lose shall be loosed. Whatever you bind shall be bound. In other words, the safety of the church is in the ability of the church to allow or disallow. Some of you, you don't know how to say no. Everything you allow, you allow, you allow, you allow. There are times you have to learn what it means to disallow. Because you only live once. Am I speaking sense here? Am I speaking sense here? Listen, if your mothers knew some of these things, they would have been far better. If our fathers knew some of these things, they would be far better. But God, by the grace of God, is bringing, the Bible says, in the last days, knowledge shall abound. We are learning these things because we want to do well. Michael, think of my point. We want to do well. So the Bible says that your body is a temple. So as you are sitting here, you are a house in a house. You are a building in a building. Now, the, the beauty of a temple or the quality of a temple is not by, you know, it's not by the quality of the architecture. The beauty and the quality and the relevance of every temple is which people are serving it. didn't hear what i said the quality of a temple is not in its build; it's it's not the edifice and it's not the marbles because listen there are many beautiful temples all across the uk built hundred years and centuries ago and they are beautiful and now if you enter all they use it to do is to bury human beings beautiful edifice but it has of no use but when you want to determine a productive temple and a temple that is useful it has to do with the priest and the people that are serving within the temple in other words the quality of your life and the beauty of your life and the extent of the manifestation of how fruitful your life would be is dependent on which people are serving within you as priests who you are allowing into the temple. Is it the Holy Spirit? Because if the Holy Spirit is the one who is in you. And then that means that your life would be good. It would be beautiful. It would be great. Because he would be the captain controlling the affairs of that temple. But if it's the devil that is within the temple. That is your gate. I'm telling you your life is going to be a hell of a mess. Say so I am a temple. Say, I have gates. So, number one, you have established that everyone is a spiritual house. Now, one of the things that you have to know is that you can give spiritual forces legal access to this house of yours. You can give spiritual forces access to this house house of yours. When I'm talking about spiritual forces, I'm not just talking about darkness, forces of darkness, but I'm talking about forces of of light. The Holy Spirit is a force. The Holy Spirit is a person, but he's a spirit. Demons are forces. You see, but depending on how you man this house of yours, this temple of yours, you give spiritual forces legal right to access it. There are people, brother, I tell you, if you bisect them, it's legions of demons. In Mark five, the Bible talks about the madman at Gadara. You remember? You remember that the Bible says that when Jesus Christ came, the man said that the the demon said, "We are a legion." And I told you when we talk about legion, we are talking about twelve thousands and. Thousands of demons inhabiting one man. So let me tell you, there are people you are seeing on the street, beautiful, walking. If we decode them spiritually, there are legends of. Uh, look, I delivered a girl in, in 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 a place called Ghent in Belgium. This girl sings at church. Patience knows her beautiful voice. Listen, if the girls sing, my goodness. She has the way she can sing and she has a deep voice like a man. And sometimes she, she's beautiful. And there was a day that I was doing a service and this girl was there. She, as a matter of fact, the service I was, you know, invited to, she was a minister in there as a worship minister. This girl finishes worship and stuff like that. And I come to pick up the mic and I, 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 I go through the sermon and we're finishing the power of God has broken there. And all of a sudden, the Lord opened my eyes. And this is a girl, powerful minister. And her head is like that of a crab. Do you know what a crab is? Do you know what a crab is? Koto, crab. And do you, you know a crab? Is, in Ghana, we have a food called banko. It's a Ghanaian food. If you don't eat that food, Michael, I can guarantee you are not making it to heaven. <laughs> wow. Don't marry Sophia until she can make you bang. See this girl, and her head is a crap. And boy, that day the deliverance was mad. And when I finish and I go home that night, the spirit which is at work of this girl manifests itself to me in the evening at the room, and he said, "Listen, we are making a deal. You don't touch her, we don't touch you. You touch her, we touch you, and it's like you're lying." Do you know that from that time till now, the girl doesn't speak to me she doesn't look for me and if I'm here she will not come here. And a friend of mine got involved with her and I told her look, do you know what you've gotten yourself involved with? It's not every place we enter. It's not every hole we jump in on. I tell you there are some places if you enter (laughs) The there are some places if you enter, you drown. Say mercy. mercy. You can give spiritual forces legal rights. Guys, the word is legal. We can give spiritual forces legal rights through these bodies of ours by the way we live, by the decisions we make. And when we give them these legal rights, they have the capacity to influence our life. There's a story in the Bible where the Bible talks of Jesus in the temple and see a woman who is burned. The Bible says Jesus looks at the woman and said, is this not a daughter of Zion? This is not a daughter of Abraham. And the Bible says for 18 years, the enemy had kept her bound there are people the enemy has kept them bound why because they have legal right let me tell you there are so many sick people in the church don't be fooled the hub of witches and wizards are in churches we are in churches where people we have dickings and dicknesses and ushers and we have elders and and eldresses and people that are full of demons and yet they are serving in church and no wonder we don't experience the power of God. We don't experience the glory of God. Why? Because people that are carrying things have been given up positions. I told you I pastored a church. The moment I got there, the first and I dissolved the choir. I said, I will be my choir, do my worship, sing and preach. Because I can't come and before I come and preach, you come and stand on the altar and desecrate the altar. And when the pastor comes to stand there, nothing is happening. And they think the pastor is not powerful. It has nothing to do with the pastor. The people in that choir are witches and wizards. They are storehouses of forces. The Bible says the body is a temple. Jesus said, if by my fingers, if by my finger I cast out devils, then the kingdom of God is in your midst. Don't let 21st century make you think that there's nothing like demons and no, Jesus said there are demons, there are principalities, there are powers and these things are not living in mountains, they are living in human beings. The Holy Spirit is not living on a mountain, he is in people. The devil and demons look for people to use, God look for people to use, whoever availed themselves. God or the devil would use them legally. And that is why every single day you have to avail yourself to the Holy Spirit to use. The Bible said do not just be filled with the Spirit. The Bible says be full of the Spirit. I told you, you can be filled with two things. But when you are full, you can only be full of one thing. Are you here? I can put a bottle of oil and a bottle of water in a cup. Is that okay? But if my cup is full with water, if I pour oil, there is no place for it to stay. And that's why the Bible says that after you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, be full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, and Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, full of the Holy Spirit. We need to be full of the Holy Spirit. He says that do not be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. But he said, be filled and be full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks of John the Baptist. The Bible says that he was filled with and controlled by the Holy Ghost. Everybody in this life is possessed. The question is, who is possessing them? I've, look, we are all possessed people. Am I not possessed? Look at me worship time. What is wrong with me? Did you see the way I was? I, I was. I was jumping, and you have to be possessed to do this. Yeah. If if one of my colleagues at work comes to see me jumping, he say, "Ah, is wonderful okay?" Randolph, of you, okay? okay, you're okay. You can You're right, because the Randolph they meet at the office behind the computer, you know, balancing books, doing you know, accounting and things like that. Peril is they, they, they will probably wonder what is because I'm possessed by something. So in life, everybody is possessed. The question is who is who and what is possessing you. Everybody you see, no matter how beautiful they are dressed, they are possessed people. The question is that are they possessed by the spirit of God or they are possessed by another spirit? And it all has to do with the gates and what we allow and disallow. So I said that, you know, these gates gives spirits and forces, spiritual forces, legal access. Take me to Revelation chapter number three, the verse number 20. I'm still building the foundation. There is a lot because we are about to release the, you know, the gates one by one and decode them. The Bible says that, behold, I stand at the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus speaking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, he says that I will come in to him. I will come into where? So he's talking about the door is to a him. That door is to a person. He didn't say, I'll come into the building. He said that whoever opens, I will come in to him. So that means that there is a door that can allow things to come into you. Hello? Sometimes when people begin to open their mouth and they are speaking, you know what is in them. Yeah. Beautiful point. Let them begin to speak. He says that I'll come into him. He says that if you open the door, I'll come. And do you know the interesting thing about this scripture? This Bible or this scripture was not written to unbelievers. Most of the time when we are doing evangelism, you know, you will not really see it, but when we are doing evangelism like, um, you know, open open evangelism with mics and stands. You know, you see the evangelist who say, yeah, the Lord is knocking on your door. If you would open, he's going to come into you. So, this has been a portion of the scripture that we use for unbelievers to say, open your heart and let God come in. But if you read the scripture in context, he was writing to the seven churches. So, this scripture was not to unbelievers to open their heart. This scripture was to a church. So, that means that what's the certain is that This is a church that had kicked Jesus out. You did not get the point. You did not get the point. Guys, listen. Jesus is not in everything you call a church. That's what the Bible says. The test of spirit. The sound can be good. Choir could be on point. Everything could be beautiful, but is Jesus there? Because this is this is Jesus Christ writing to a church, and said says that if you open the door, I would come. In other words, Jesus had been driven out of that church. Now, if you understand that your body is the temple, listen—you can be born again, and yet you've driven Jesus out of your heart. There are many people that are born again, but they have driven Jesus out. So he says that if you open the door, I would come in. So number one, over here, the Bible is telling us that there is a certain door to your body. He says that when you open the door, I would come. But if you don't open, I'm going to stay outside. But listen, the devil does not knock. The devil would break your door, break your defense, Enter without your permission and mess you up. And that is why most of the time when we mess up, we ask ourselves, why did we do this? Oh, I didn't know. Why? Did, I don't know why I found myself here. Yeah, 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 because the enemy accessed you without your permission. So over here, he's saying that if anyone hears, guys, listen. We have to make sure that constantly the gates to our body are being secured and we are allowing only the right person to access it. And that must be Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. If Jesus comes into your heart, everything will fall in place. If the Holy Spirit indwells you, he leads you to the mind of the Father. When you walk in the mind of the Father, your life can never be messed up. I've told you several times, listen, anytime you hear the word destiny, Destiny and destination goes together. Destination is two words together. Destiny, nation. When you put destiny and nation together, it's a destination. It means that everybody's destiny has a nation to impact. How well you live is how much your life is impacting the right people at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right things. And you can't get it right until the Holy Spirit is sat in the seat of your heart and steering every affairs of your heart. And listen, He's so gentle that He only comes by permission. Say my heart. Say my gates say permission. So, these gates that we have give spiritual forces legal access. It could be demons. It could be the devil himself. It could be the Holy Spirit and who is literally inhabiting this, you know, body of yours depends on whom you have allowed in your body. Now, one of the things that you have to see is that this gate is the place of authority. Right? A gateway or the gate is a place of authority where dominion is exercised. A gate is the place of authority where dominion is exercised. Whoever controls your gate would control your life. Yeah. You think you're in control of your life. You are joking. Somebody is controlling you. The person is setting you. A ship does not move by itself. There's a captain in the ship. You can be a Ferrari. If no driver sits in the Ferrari to push the plug, you would be a car which is sitting there dormant. Do you hear? So there are things, there are unseen force that controls the lives of people. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible says from henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. So when I met patients for the first time, Even though I liked what I saw physically, I had to also decode who she is spiritually. I know pastors that are married to witches. I have two friends, Willie and Mike. They told me a story. They said they went to minister at this church. And when they ministered, they said, the pastor's wife came to them and said, ah, you people, you're wasting time. Why are you following this man? This man who does not even pray. Imagine the pastor's wife telling these ministers that her husband does not even pray. She's collapsing the church, collapse the man, and then after all she would divorce her and look for the next person. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people, listen, nobody marries the enemy. Nobody would buy a ring and take the enemy to the altar. And that is why you have to be very careful what you are bringing home. Whoever controls these gates controls your life. Is that okay? A lot of the spiritual warfare people are dealing with is caused by them not properly guarding their gates. There are some people every day, they've never rested. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Peace is not the absence of war. Peace is not the absence of war. But peace is assurance, even in the midst of war, that God has everything settled. And that is why when the disciples were crumbling in the same boat, Jesus could sleep. Most of the spiritual warfare and battles people are dealing with every single time is because of how they've not guarded these gates of tears and they've left it ajar. Let me tell you, prayer is good. But there are places where prayer will not save you. It's wisdom. Hello? Did you hear what I said? Look, I told somebody I said, I don't have time to waste my prayer. I know this auntie of mine that God has showed me so many times that this, your auntie, is from the other side. She does the best jollof in the whole world. And patients know me. I'm a rice man. Can eat rice in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, at night. I can eat rice seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days in a year. She knows. What do it stew rice and stew? I'll eat it. Do it oil rice and pepper? I'll eat it. Do it mutu? I'll eat it. Do... Everything rice is me. I don't like complicated things. And this my auntie her jollof, the way she does a salad. we've had things oh. We've had things. There's a woman I used to live with in Germany. She was the one cooking for me. every day. Her food did they be. She can cook. She cooked for me for five years. When I was living in Germany, this woman would not even stretch for her hands and greet me. That's how bad it got. When patients got sick about three years ago, and we're praying. I was just there one night and the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw that woman had jumped on patience. Fighting her. And I had to, you know, take care of and beat her so much in that dream. The next day, my spiritual father, the Reverend Yaku called me and said, run. I was praying. And the Lord told me, this particular woman who used to be with you in Germany, she's part of the people that are fighting patience and things like that. As of now, she doesn't talk to me. I don't know why. I went to Germany recently. She, not, she would not even look at me. She, I entered the church and she started literally just fighting me by me just entering there. And I was like, God, we've had things. This woman has cooked for me for five years. Imagine. So, listen, listen, guys, listen. When you wake up, eh? don't think it's, it's, it's you so the Bible says that when, when that rich man said my soul rejoiced the Lord said you foolish man today I would demand your soul from you and you say listen there are forces, there are angels that are at post guarding you because if it was left with you and your prayer ambassador you would be dead and gone that's what the Bible says if it had not been the Lord who was on us. Listen, these are the reasons you must be crazy for God. You must give everything up. But listen, because the essence of your survival is depending on God. Now, back to this auntie of mine, the Lord showed me so many things. Anytime I'm going to her house, I declare fasting. Am I afraid of her? No. The only way I can avoid the food is to say I'm fasting. And I don't want to lie. So i declare fasting. Because listen, I'll not come and eat and three days I'm praying against things I've ate. That three days I could be praying for the city, praying for the land. I don't have time to be wasting prayer to be rebuking jollof rice somebody has cooked for me. So most of the, listen, most of the warfare people are dealing with is because they have not, they have carelessly guarded their gates. Listen, If I go and eat too much of cholesterol and I'm eating things that are unhealthy, I would end up in the hospital. Is that true? I could spend one week back and forth in the hospital. What I'm doing is that I'm wasting one week of mine. If I had eaten right, that one week I could use it for some profitable venture. So some of the messy things we are dealing with every single day is because of the fact that we became careless by guarding these gates. In other words, our ability to guard these gates, sound, screen these gates, sound, allow the right things to come in would stop us from praying some prayers and invest in the better things to pray our prayers for. Say gates. gates. Say gates. gates. Yeah, so the most of the warfare people are dealing with is because of the fact that they have left these gates ajar. They've left this gave a child. Romans 6.13 let me just read that and talk about two more things and we would end for today. Wednesday. Don't miss service. The Bible says do not present your bodies. Over here it says members but other version says bodies. It says do not present your bodies as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present your body to God as being alive from the, from the dead. And your bodies as instruments to righteousness of of God. In other words, you can determine what you present your body to. You can determine, do you determine what food you eat? Do you determine what food you eat? Do you determine when to eat? Do you determine what to drink? Do you determine what to wear? Do you determine what not to wear? So whatever your body is subjected to is as a result of your decisions. And that is why, listen, you cannot blame anybody for how messed up your life is. Stop blaming people. Stop blaming your father. Stop blaming your mother and how you are depressed because of your father and how your life is messed up because of your mother. People have gone
2: through worse fathers and worse mothers and their lives are so better.
1: Yeah. There is a man who was a drunkard. Gave birth to two sons. One became a drunkard. The other became a doctor. They asked the drunkard, why did you end up a drunkard? He said, my father. He said, my father would drink, would not take me to school. And that's why. They asked the one who became a doctor, how did you become a doctor? He said, my father. They asked him why. He said, I saw how my father was messed up and drunk. And because of that, I decided my life would be better. Two people, same father, different motivations. So stop blaming people for your life. You are the one messing up your life. You are messing up your life by your decisions. You are messing up your life by the people you are bringing into your life. You are messing up their life by the way you are guarding your gates. The result and to, the Bible says that do not present your bodies as instruments. That means that if demons are in you, you allow them. You brought the demons in you. You could have used that same opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to come into you and come within you and influence be on your feet. This is introduction. We'll continue on Wednesday. I've not even st- because we are going to look at the gates. We are, going, we are going to look at the eyes. We are going to look at the ears. We are going to look at the nose. We are going to look at the hands. We are going to look at the sexual organs. We are going to look at so much. Let's tap your hand. Stop praying. Stop praying. Pray right. Don't just pray for the sake of it. You've heard so much. If I am you, I'll be telling the Lord, if I have allowed anything that is not meant to access this body, Father, I drive them out. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray. You have only one life to live. Live it well. Come on. Holy Spirit, by the power of the blood, anything I've allowed into my life into my soul into my spirit the legal access I've given to people to mess up my life Father I take back I take back my life and I place it into your hands from today Lord I will not present my body as members of unrighteousness but I choose to present it as instruments of righteousness unto God Father, I pray concerning the gauge of my life, my body. Been in my my eyes, beneath in my ears and my mouth and my hands and 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 my heart and all the things that are gates through which things have accessed my life and messed up my life and 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 delayed things in my life and 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 have the legal rights to influence my life. I take authority back. The Bible says, Whatever I allow shall be allowed, and whatever I disallow shall be disallowed. And Father based on that i i i disallow uh, rabba Kuraba, Sundaba, everything and every plan of the wicked anything that i've allowed i disallow anything that i've allowed of the enemy i disallowed i drive them out i command them leave this body leave this body leave this body and from today holy spirit uh, Marusa Daya, uh, you will not just stand at the door but come into my heart uh, come into my heart holy ghost come into my heart holy spirit come into my heart holy ghost come come the things I allowed through my past relationships i i disallow i drive them out the things I allowed through my past friendships uh, the people i called friends and and allowed them to create unholy soul ties and influence my life uh, in ways that are not meant to father i disallow them i command them leave now leave now my body is the temple of the holy spirit my my body belongs to god uh, I'm a Rosa my, my body is for god and it belongs to god and that only god would reign and rule in my body now holy spirit come 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 within me come within me holy ghost uh, come within me holy ghost uh, come Come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Holy Ghost. Rule in my heart, rule in my heart, reign in my heart. In Amazon, my heart will not become a breeding ground for the enemy. My heart will not become a breeding ground for the wicked one. My heart will not become a breeding ground for the adversary. Are you praying? Come on, are you praying at all? Take authority over your body. Take authority over your body. I told you many of the warfare you are dealing with is because of what you have allowed into your
2: life. For if the son of man shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. I am free to addiction.
1: I am free to immorality. I am free from sin. I create a defense, a defense over my soul, a defense over my body, a defense over my spirit. Ah, Rebe ne nothing, 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 some of you begin to revoke da Some relationships you've been in. Begin to revoke some words
2: your parents have said to you. Begin to revoke some words your friends have said to you. Begin to revoke some things you have allowed that are influencing your life. And I disallow them. And I disallow
1: them. And I disallow them. Never again. Never again
2: never again, never again will the enemy, never again will the enemy, never again will the enemy mess up my life
1: in the name of Jesus we want to pray I want us to pray for two more minutes, do you want to pray, do you want to pray, when we finish this I tell you next week Sunday we will pray we will pray give me Mark 5 Please, quickly. Quickly, he says, When they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes, and when he had come out of the bone, immediately them met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean arm, go God, but say, lift up and say, Father, no unclean spirit will dwell in me. Say, Father, no unclean spirit will make himself resident in my life. Say, by authority. In the name of Jesus, every unclean spirit operating in me, around me, around the people around me, say I declare no access, no access in the name of Jesus. He says that it was an unclean spirit. Let's continue. I want to do it this quick. Who had been dwelling among the tomb and no one could bind him, not even chains, verse number four, because he had often been bound by shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame. Verse number five, and always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself. When unclean spirit enter people, they harm themselves. Thank God for mental health. Thank God for whatever health and whatever sciences. And, and thank God for science telling us there are things called depression and things like that. But when people are cutting themselves and crying in the night, when nobody is in their house, there's an unclean spirit that has entered them. There's a place for a counselor, but there are places where those spirits must be driven out. Are you here? Sister, unclean spirit. The guy will be cutting himself. With stones and crying out. The verse number 6. And when he saw Jesus from afar. He ran and worshipped him. The verse number 7. Ah, and he cried out with 11 and said. What have I to do with you Jesus son of the most high God. I implore you by God that you do not torment me. The verse number 7. For he said to them come out of that unclean spirit. The verse number 9. Then he asked him what is your name. And he answered, saying. My name is a legion for we are many. Verse number 10. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Do you know that this man, when the Lord delivered him, he became an evangelist. It was an evangelist. Look, the prostitutes we see, the women, the slave queens, the people that are messing up. There are apostles and pastors and evangelists and business moguls. But what, whether they'll be what they have to be, depends on what is in them. Lift up your hand. We want to pray this final prayer. Listen, I don't care. In Revelation 3.20, the Bible says, even the church had driven Jesus out. That means that you could be born again, but the decisions of your life could drive the Holy Spirit out. And when he leaves, the devil will fail him. Lift up your hand. Say, Holy Ghost. Say, Holy Spirit. I repent. If I've driven you out by my decisions and my actions. Say, by the authority. In the name of Jesus, any if there if there is any other spirit, say if there is any other spirit which is not you, which is operating in me, within me, and around me by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the authority
2: of the blood i drive them out if i were you i would clap and pray it's your life we are talking about is your life is your life i'm talking about i'm not talking about anybody's life it's your life you are not praying aggressive enough out out Come on, do a self-deliverance right now. Out of my life. Out, devil of my... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do a self-deliverance right now. Out of my life, you devil. Ah. Out of my... Out now. One, go. Two, go. Three go out of my life. Uh, one, go, two, go, three, go out of my life. You, you will not influence my life. You will not influence my destiny. I belong to Jesus. And therefore by the authority in the blood, I drive you out demonic spirits out, powers of darkness out, principalities out, the powers out, out of my life. Never again, never again, never again, never again will you rule in me, never again will you rule around me. Come on, pray, it's your life I'm talking about, it's your life. It's your destiny Don't let the devil mess it up Anything maravillosa I may have allowed Knowingly or unknowingly Let them go Out, 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 out Now Out now Pornographic addiction out Immorality out Masturbation out Impurity out Disappointment out Lies out Death out You foul spirit Go, 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 go 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 now go now go now ah by the blood by the blood by the blood by the blood be a be a be it, be see be, it. be it go. Go, go 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 and don't come back again go and don't come back again god of my life god of my spirit god of my soul go and never return go and never return go
1: and never return Give me Jeremiah one ten last scripture when, we are, when I'm done. I, I feel like praying. I think Sunday we'll do a lot of prayer. We'll cut all excesses so that we can pray. Because I have to also be able to do some deliverance and stuff. See, I've set you over nations and kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. As we are driving these things out, this is what we call self-deliverance. If you don't plant, they would return. They have to come and fill the place filled and not empty. Is that okay? Left up your hand, say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me till I am full. Say, Holy Spirit, leave no space for the enemy to inhabit. Say, Holy Spirit, come in like a flood into my spirit. Holy Spirit coming like a flood into my soul. Holy Spirit come in like a flood into my body and drive out anything that is not you and feel me. I would pray this aggressively. Lift up your voice and pray. Come on.
2: Pray this aggressively right now. Come in. Come on, Isaiah. Are you praying at all? I don't love your gentility. I don't love. The devil is not gentle. The Bible said he comes like a lion. He comes to kill. He comes to steal. He comes to destroy. And look at you all gentle, all cute. Holy Ghost coming like a flood. Come in like a flood. Come in like a flood. Come, 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 come like a flood. Come like a flood, Holy Ghost. Come like a flood, Holy Ghost. Come like a flood, Holy Ghost. Come in like a flood, Holy Ghost. In, like a flood,
1: Holy Ghost. in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your two hands, Father. I pray for these ones. The Lord is saying, even tonight, there will be manifestations, and dreams, and envisions, and you see things that are working in your behalf. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, these hands are surrendered to you. Say, Lord, from today, I give my life to you. Say, Holy Spirit, I give myself to you. Be the only one that has the legal right to access my life and to influence my life. Possess me. Possess me. Possess me. Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and give Jesus. Sit down for three seconds. We are leaving in the next ten minutes.
0: Thank you for tuning into this podcast. We pray you are blessed by it. If you would like to connect with us, you can follow us on our social media pages under the handle Kingdom Ambassador Centre UK. We also invite you to fellowship with us on Wednesday evenings from 7pm, Sunday mornings from 11am and at our monthly night vigils on the third Friday of every month from 11pm at Unit 21 Milmead Business Centre, Milmead Road, N17 9QU. Kingdom Ambassador Centre raising disciples, taking territories and advancing the kingdom of God. Shalom and God bless you.